Hey, what's going on? It's Dr. Mike T. Nelson here with another episode of the Flex Diet Podcast. This one's coming to you from South Padre, Texas. Uh, Jody and I are down here for a little while uh, doing some work, uh, teaching, finishing up uh, semester right now to try to get grades done, final reports, everything in, and also doing some kiteboarding when we can, which has been going pretty good. Been working more on jumps and hit a PR the other day of uh, five seconds of hang time, which was pretty awesome. So I was stoked about that. And also wanted to let you know that the Flex Diet certification is now open. Depending upon when you are listening to this, it will be open through a Monday night at midnight. April 26, 2021. So just go over to flexdiet.com, F-L-E-X-D-I-E-T.com. We have all the details, all the information there uh, for you. So if you want a system of eight to different interventions based on primarily nutrition and recovery of how to set up them for the best body composition and performance, this could be for yourself if you're a more higher-end fitness enthusiast or ideally it was designed if you are a coach or a trainer because we know a lot of them, or at least the ones that I've talked to over the years, doing nutrition work with clients is something that is definitely needed. And as long as you're talking about health and performance parameters, you're not ever diagnosing or doing anything outside of your scope of practice, it is definitely within your realm to have discussions with your clients about it. But most people don't have a system of how to do that. So we walk you through both an educational process and exactly what to do, where to start, and I also give you five uh, explicit action items for each intervention. So the interventions are everything from your macronutrients, protein, fats, carbohydrates, to micronutrition, to different things such as fasting, sleep, exercise, and many more. Uh, We also have some really great uh, expert interviews that we haven't released anywhere else. If you want to know all about protein, uh, I've got a good conversation with Dr. Stu Phillips, also Dr. Jose Antonio, talk with my good buddy Dr. Eric Helms about flexible dieting, and a lot more expert interviews there too. So go to flexdiet.com. It is now open until April 26th at midnight, 2021. And one of the concepts that I still don't see a lot of people discussing that we go into great detail in the Flex Diet Cert is a concept of macro matching or MM. It's a pretty simple idea once it's explained, but I don't see a lot of people taking into account of how to do this in their client programs. So a lot of the programs that I've seen, especially in the mentorship, are and just random emails I get from people. It looks like they put a fair amount of thought into the programming for the client. And in some cases, it looks like they put a fair amount of thought into the nutrition for the client. Uh, but they didn't put much of any thought into how do those play together. And this is the way to increase body composition, to have better body composition, and increase performance. Because right? at the end of the day, you can just you know slash somebody's calories, but 
compliance is not going to be very good, and most likely their performance is going to drop. So even if they're not a competitive athlete, having someone go to the gym, put in the effort, and seeing themselves do less and less output is very unmotivating. Odds are they're probably not going to stick with that for a long period of time. Uh, so even in, I'd say, non-competitive athletes, performance in the gym is still very important. The concept of macro matching is when you should have higher amounts of carbohydrates in your diet in order to fuel your training. Uh, this is a U-stress model, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. This is stress that your body can more easily recover from. So if you match macronutrients, especially carbohydrates, this is a U-stress or a performance-based model. You want to fuel your performance in the gym so that you can do it better. Now the caveat to that is most people have the goal of body composition. So you're balancing this tightrope of having adequate fuel for performance with also body composition. Uh, if you are a non-weight class athlete and you can just eat more food all the time, that approach can definitely work. But your body composition potentially can suffer because of that. Uh, the other concept which is related to this, which appears to be on its face value the direct opposite, is macro mismatching. So capital M, small m, capital M. This is where you are going to purposely mismatch macronutrients, especially carbohydrates, with performance. This gets into the realm of doing something like, let's say, high-intensity Metcon and doing that on lower either liver or muscle glycogen levels. So you would purposely try to deplete some glycogen from muscle. At best, even with some very heinous, really brutal stuff, you can probably only get down to about 40% of glycogen left. You can't drive that to absolute zero. Um, but you would deplete that, and then you would sometimes rest. You may only have protein afterwards. And then you would come back into the gym, usually the next day, or in some cases later in the day, and do another session on this low level of glycogen now on purpose. So this is a macro mismatching model, and this is a distress model, where the stress is going to be very large from this. And instead of wanting better performance acutely, you're actually prioritizing the molecular adaptations that occur. Because your performance bump, uh, which there normally is, but not 100% of the time, the literature is still very mixed on this concept, most of the time that performance increase is going to be a couple weeks later once you go back to the U-stress model. So you're purposely prioritizing these molecular adaptations that happen when you are training on low levels of glycogen, especially doing high-intensity interval training or weight training. And then when you go back and you replete levels of glycogen, then most of the time you see an increase in performance. Uh, this is more of an advanced concept, I would say. Most people probably don't ever really need to do a lot of this distress macro mismatching. But if you've got 
a higher level athlete and it's during the off season, this may be a way to get them to the next level. Uh, at least that's what I've seen. Again, the literature on this is pretty mixed. There's some studies like from Marquette that showed pretty big increases in this, uh, which was published in the journal MedSci Sports and Nutrition. I'm sorry, MedSci Sports and Exercise. And that was 2016. Uh, some of the other work that tried to replicate it with a little bit different designs um, did not see the same results. So right now, from what I've seen in the literature, it's kind of split 50-50, which means eh, not really sure yet. Um, but how I use it is if you have a more advanced athlete, you're doing a distress session. You are purposely mismatching macronutrients for a period of a couple weeks. At worst, you have maybe cost them a couple weeks in the off season. In the grand scheme of things, not a big deal. Um, however, if you could get to the next level of performance, that was well worth the time of those two weeks. Again, the other caveat, as I've mentioned, is the U-stress model, if you have competitive athletes, is one that you're going to use in season because the goal then is all about performance. If you have an athlete that is a competitive cycle, let's say American football, soccer, whatever, where they have an off-season, you would use the macro mismatching concept in the off-season because it is very stressful and you will temporarily drop their performance. Um, so this is one of the more advanced concepts that we talk about in the Flex Diet certification, all about carbohydrates and how to set up a specific form of what's been called carbohydrate periodization or nutrient periodization. There's a bunch of different fancy texts for it. Um, I've actually written two peer-reviewed articles for uh, the NSCA PTQ journal on that. It has all of the breakdowns on it. Uh, but we go through all that in addition to many other concepts in the Flex Diet certification. Just wanted to give you an outline of that. You can find some earlier podcasts here where I talk even uh, more about it in detail. And the Flex Diet certification is now open until midnight, April 26th, Monday, 2021. So go to flexdiet.com, F-L-E-X-D-I-E-T.com. That has all the information, all the details. If you're listening to this outside of that time frame, go to the same email, I'm sorry, the same URL, which is going to be flexdiet.com, and you'll be able to get onto the waitlist and the daily newsletter with all great information, and you'll be notified the next time that it opens. And I normally have some, some cool fast action bonuses that only go out over the newsletter in addition to lots of other things that I only do for the newsletter that are not offered to the public. And it's free to get on the newsletter. So go to flexdiet.com. If you're listening to this before midnight, April 26, 2021, you'll have all the information there on how to enroll in the Flex Diet certification. If it's after that, you'll be able to get on to the wait list. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Talk to you again soon.